I want to thank God for today. Today is a special day. Today is an amazing day. So if you're still not understanding how God is working. I want to tell you that God is working in so many ways in our lives and in your life. So today you are at the city church, a place where you come and feel welcome. Stay and keep growing. And you reach out to other people after growing. So I want to thank you for tuning in and for watching from wherever you are. Hallelujah. I want to thank my pastor, Pastor Alex Mutagubia for giving me this opportunity to stand on this stage. It's not easy to give away stage uh, to, to anyone, but I have the opportunity today, and I want to thank him so much. He's an amazing man of God. I honor him, and I honor the anointing upon his life. So today, I want to say thank you, and to my husband, Again, Pastor Alex Mutagubia, I love you because you have fathered me as a wife and as a spiritual daughter at the same time. So thank you so much for loving me 24-7, not getting tired of me. I love you with the whole of my heart. At the same time, I want to thank all my children from all over the world. I have four biological children, but I also have very many spiritual children. So thank you for allowing me to be a mother and to mother you. It's not easy to be a mother, but by God's grace, I am the mother in this house. Thank you for allowing me to be the mother. I want to tell you that this is the last sermon we are having in this sermon series, the principles and the practices of prayer. And I want to appreciate all the pastors that have been coming every Sunday to give us the word. Let's give them some, some love. Eh? Show them some love. Yes. I want to remember Pastor Jay. She came on the first Sunday and told us that God is our father. Do you remember that? Do you still pray that uh, to God, your father? And then Pastor Becky Onen came and told us how to pray a prayer that evokes God. Hey, me, I still remember those things. I don't know about you. I pray that prayer. And Pastor Dennis told us to go in our secret place. That place where it's you and, and your God, where you are praying to your Father in heaven in the secret place. And then Dr. Rachel, all the way from South Africa, we want to appreciate you. You came and taught us how to pray in difficult times. I remember that. And I have been praying every time I feel like... Mm, I'm wading through the mud. I am praying. Then Pastor Debbie, Pastor Debbie, you did an amazing job. You taught us how to pray fervently. What it means to be fervent in prayer. And last week we had Pastor Simon who taught us the persistence in prayer. As a believer, we pray persistently. We don't give up. We pray every day. We pray tomorrow. We pray at night, in the morning, in the night, everywhere and anyhow. So I want to encourage us that even in this uh, season, as we end our sermon series, don't give up on prayer. Keep praying. Don't say that 21 days are over and you stop. No, 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 no. Keep praying. Keep praying because we are staying in the presence of God 24-7. Yeah, so in the principle and the practice of prayer, I want to define what a principle is for, you, for us this morning. It's a fundamental truth 
that serves as a foundation for a system of belief uh, or behavior or a chain of reason. We can also say it's a rule that governs one's behavior. That's a principle, a rule that governs your behavior. Today we are going to explore what's the fundamental truth um, or the principle uh, that we are talking about today. Today we are going to talk about a principle called praying about everything. Praying about every single thing. Don't, don't think about only the big things. We pray about every little, big, large, eh? anything and everything. Praying. Like today I have named my sermon, Everything by Prayer. Hallelujah. So I want to tell you a story. One day, a couple actually of months ago, hmm, I have a daughter, Albright. My daughter told me that her, her rabbit was not feeling well. And she wanted us to pray for her rabbit. Yes. She wanted us to pray for her rabbit. I know. You're feeling the same way I was feeling. So in the same period, that same rabbit had lost over 10 little uh, baby rabbits. And then the mother rabbit now was sick. It was very weak. In my mind, I thought, yeah, this is also going because all the babies have gone. And also the mother is going to die. Because we have tried to look for doctors, we tried to look for help actually everywhere, but it was all in vain. So I told my daughter, ah, we are going to pray about it, but I never prayed. So she kept thinking after a few days, why doesn't my rabbit get well? And one of her aunties came to visit, she's a pastor, and the first thing she told her, my rabbit is sick, please pray for my rabbit. And this lady, without hesitating, went to the, to the rabbit's house and laid hands on the rabbit and prayed fervently. Ha! Ah, in my heart, in my mind, I was uh, a little like Sarah in the Bible. Sarah of Abraham. I looked at them and I actually laughed because I thought, what are they doing praying for the rabbit? Hmm. I thought, uh-uh, someone like praying for a rabbit is such a trivial thing. In my prayer life, I've always thought that prayer should be reserved for big things in life. Hey, like not things like a rabbit or a dog or, uh, I don't know, you're going out to take a taxi and you're praying, God, I, I, I need a, the right taxi. I'm like, no, really? You're praying over something to put on? I'm like, no, thank you. God deserves those big, big things that have failed me. So um, two, two days later, O'Bright's rabbit was back to life. To my surprise. What a shock. Today, that same rabbit has given birth to two rounds of rabbits. Hey, my dear brothers and sisters, it is good to pray about everything because God hears the prayer in every way about everything. Today we are going to look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 to 8. If you can open your Bible in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 to 8, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. 
Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 8. Finally, brothers, Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Every time I read Paul's letter, and uh, actually the New Testament, I get amazed. I start repenting, actually, after the scenario in the, in the story I told you. Um, because uh, Paul tells us to pray in every situation. Like in this verse, he says that do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer, present your requests. Let your requests be known to God. Also, Peter says the, the, the same thing. Cast all your cares and your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Myself, I, I would say I don't pray as much as I would like. Yes. I don't pray as much as I should. Sometimes I wait until the situation starts boiling. And then that's when I remember to go before God and cry that vehement prayer pastor has been talking about. And then I pull out everything I have inside and say, Father, here I am right now. Please come. Come down in your majesty. And, and sometimes I think God looks at me in heaven and wonders and is like, really? Did you have to wait until the situation gets, got to that? I wish you involved me in the first place. And that's what exactly God wants us to do every day. Every day, every moment of your life. To pray about everything. And in Greek, by the way, praying about everything means exactly that. Pray about everything. Even in your language, I'm sure, it means everything. And everything does not change. It's every little thing. We pray about our jobs, our children, our relationships, whether you're in or out of a relationship. Every connection you get, we pray even about rabbits and dogs. My dear. It's time to pray about everything. You and I serve a God who is big enough to help us in the big and in the small areas of our lives. No matter the problem, no matter the odds, no matter how you feel, just approach the throne of God and tell him what is going on in your life. Because the Bible says we should cast all our cares unto him because he's a good father. He cares about everything and everything about our lives. Many times when troubles come, uh, we start pa panicking. We start being anxious. Like Paul said, do not be anxious about anything. That's exactly what we do. We start being anxious. Anxiety. What is anxiety? Anxiety is fear. 
when you look in psychology, some people do talk about phobias, different kinds of phobias. Uh, fear of heights, they say phobia of height. Phobia of leaving a place and going into a new place. Phobia of meeting a new person. Phobia of pets and animals. So many phobias. That's the kind of anxiety I am talking about. And many people reach to a point where they have to go to hospital and live on medication. Because they get, end up in a place where they can no longer control this thing. It has taken over their lives and it's now controlling them. But the Bible has told us that every time we are anxious, we should run to God in prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Many times, um, we look, when we look at prayer, we don't look at supplication and thanksgiving, but prayer has different kinds of ways. We pray in, uh, in supplication. We pray in thanksgiving. And what is supplication? How is it different from prayer? Supplication is where you don't pray for yourself, but you pray for other people. You pray for your neighbor. You pray for your nation. You pray for uh, healing of our people. That is supplication, carrying everything to the Lord in prayer. Um, you pray through praying for other people. And, and, and prayer is should be devout. It's, it's, it's a petition, like you are asking God to do something about it, but, but through worship. It's a spiritual communion with God. You, you are not praying or begging to your neighbor, because that's different. Um, a prayer encourages us when we are going through trouble, because it gives us hope that our God is able. Um, so, Thanksgiving. What is Thanksgiving in prayer? Thanksgiving means that we respond to God's goodness and grace with gratitude. The word for Thanksgiving in the Old Testament means to raise up our, our hands to the Lord in gratitude. You raise up your hands and say, Father, you are amazing. Because of this and this and this, I give you praise. The New Testament also gives us the root idea of thanksgiving and it shows it to us as grace. The grace towards what God has done for us, what Jesus has done for us in the New Testament. Gratitude brings contentment in our hearts. Gratitude is one thing that God enjoys a lot. He created us, the Bible says, to worship him. In Hebrews 13, 15, it says, Yet God created us to offer him a sacrifice or praise, a fruit of our lips. Thanksgiving must be part of our lives. Because we give thanks in every situation. And imagine you have a child. You have many children, let's say. But this one child, every time they see you coming out of the car, coming from work, they come running and the only thing they ask, did you bring for me something? Because I have children and I have been there where a child runs to get something from you. But that day you don't come with a cavera. This child is kind of disappointed. But every time you give them something, they never remember to say thank you. They'll grab something and run away. So many times we come before God and we are asking and asking and asking. 
but we do not get time to say, Father, for all you have done, I want to say thank you. When you are not in prayer, you will not be uh, grateful. You will end up being angry because of the things God has not done. Have you been there? I've been there before where I don't see any good thing. I only see what God has not done for me. Maybe I have prayed over something and it has not happened. So I tend to complain. I tend to be in a place where, mm, no, 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 it's not working. But you have to realize that God's abundance of goodness is seen um, when we give thanks to God. Uh, when we look at uh, Psalms 126, it shows us that uh, as the, Hib the, the Israelites are coming back from uh, Zion, they come back and, and, and give thanks and say, God, for the great things you have done. Our mouths are filled with laughter and our tongues with songs of joy because of the things you have done. You have to remember, what has God done in your life? Has he given you life? Maybe you wouldn't be in school right now. Maybe you wouldn't be having parents. I know of so many people who are orphans right now. I know so many others who do not have life. They are on oxygen 24-7. But God has given you oxygen for free. Every moment you are breathing it. Sometimes, sometimes you do it carelessly. You just breathe without calculating. But think about it. If you're going to pay... Let's say two million every hour, like those days of COVID. How much would you pay 24 hours for your oxygen? We have to be grateful because God has been good. Hallelujah. Gratitude also defiles Satan's lies. Satan has lies. He will come against you like a a flood, that's what the Bible says. He comes against every believer, whether you're strong, whether you're big, whether you, you are small. He will come against you with everything he has. He will beat you up because the devil has strategies of bringing us down. He will never settle until he sees that you're out of salvation. That's his job. So every time he brings strategies, lays them to pull you down, Give thanks to God. Pray. Be grateful. Because one of the things the devil uses is anxiety, impatience, complaining. The things that bring us to fight amongst ourselves. Those are the things that pull us away from the presence of God. And we start focusing on our flesh. We no longer rejoice in the Lord. We are now looking at our flesh and how much we can do for ourselves. So when you pray... The schemes of the enemy are brought down because every time he whispers to you, like he took Jesus on top of the mountain and says, all these things you see, I will give you. Hey, what did Jesus say? Worship the Lord your God because you have confidence in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So we give thanks to God and you must be grateful when we are grateful God is taking all the praise. Why do we thank God? I have told you a little bit of, the, of that. And we need to say, because the, the Bible actually says in Romans, Romans 5, 
He gave us Jesus Christ to die on the cross. If there's nothing else you can thank him for, remember that he gave us Jesus Christ to die for our sins. The redemption we have right now, Jesus has taken it in his hands and said, I have given it to you for free. You will not pay for it. Because while we were still sinners, in our sins, Christ died for our sins. Did you have to pay for that? Christ died for our sins so that we can have the place of children in the house of the Lord. So right now, you are a child. He has made us co-heirs in the kingdom of God. He has adopted us as sons to himself, reconciled us to God. He cleansed us with his blood for free and made us holy and righteous. He gave us the victory that we have right now. You know, we are standing on our winner's side. We are more than conquerors. Those things we say, it's Christ who has done it for us. He has blessed us above all with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. My dear, if it wasn't for Christ, I don't know about you, but me, I would be maybe dead somewhere in the grave. Yeah. Even though the devil tries to shrink me, to pull me down, to push me down, I have a weapon that I use because Christ has bought me by his blood. I know who I am. Nothing can bring me down. And that's why I give him praise because he has done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. Hallelujah. So I give thanks in my prayer. The Bible has told us, do not be anxious, but in everything, give thanks. In everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests before God. Anxiety cannot pull us down. We can only win in prayer. Through prayer, your gentleness will be made known to all men. That's what the Bible says. Rejoicing in the Lord cannot come when you are thinking about so many things. When you're not settled, you will not rejoice. The Bible says that do not be anxious for anything, but in everything through prayer and, and, and supplication uh, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Now the peace of the Lord, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart. It's only when you pray that the peace of God guards your heart. The peace of God is one of the precious things I have known in life. When you are at peace, you know where you're standing. You are not worried about what will happen today, what will happen tomorrow. Because you know I am standing in that position where nothing can shake me. Nothing can bring me down. I am settled. So even through the storm, even through the pain, even through anxiety, you'll be like, no, I have a God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond what we can ever ask or think. So when trials come in your life, my dear, trials come, and you stay joyful. Why? Because you know that these trials have come to promote me. They've not come to kill me. God sends these trials to us to promote us. He allows the devil to tempt you and me because he knows you have actually the power to overcome. 
when you settle in the presence of God, when you settle in prayer, when you settle and have your peace guarded by God, the Lord will give you the strength to overcome and walk through any challenge of life because your gentleness is given by God. Hallelujah. The peace that surpasses our human understanding shall guard your heart in Christ Jesus. It will not guard your heart in other things, but when you are standing in Christ Jesus, only and only when you are standing in Christ Jesus. The word guard is a military term which uh, depicts, depicts soldiers uh, guarding the city uh, from the enemy's attack. So that's what Christ does for us. He will guard our hearts from the enemy to shoot us because the enemy will shoot you with so many issues. But you are assured because Christ is guarding your heart. And he's the God who does not sleep or slumber. He stays awake 24-7. He's around and he's guarding you. He's there to give you the strength to stand and the peace that will never leave us, nor forsake us. When Jesus was leaving, he told his disciples, peace I leave to you. I do not give as the world gives, but I give you the peace that comes from God. Do not let your hearts be troubled or be afraid because you have the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding. Friends, because of Jesus and by Jesus, we have been given a right standing. Hallelujah. We have been given a right standing. So do not be deceived by whatever you feel, how you see your life going. Whatever you see coming your way, it's okay. Stand grounded because you know who you are in Christ. You stand as a child of God, you have a right standing. So even when I'm approaching the presence of God, I approach as a child of God. That's why I'm able to pray about everything about my life. Because I know he cares even about that little hair on my head. He cares about you. The Bible says you are the apple of God's eye. I don't know about you, but I really would love to do a, a, an experiment one day where I am going around touching people's eyes like you touch on the apple, that black thing inside. Eh? Try it one day. Even if someone trusts you so much, they will never love, allow you to touch the apple of their eye. That's the way God protects you and me. That's the way, how much he loves you. He has got your name and written it in his palm. And so he says, you are the apple of my eye. God will not allow anything to touch you when you are in his presence. When you are allowed to pray and stay in his presence, he guards you. He puts you under his wing and he carries you from where you are standing. He takes you every day. And sometimes, even if you don't see results in one day, many times we get discouraged because we have not seen the results come. It's okay. Because I have learned recently that prayer is a seed. So you are planting the seeds now as you are praying about everything, praying every day, praying vehemently. And then maybe 10 years, 20 years to come, these prayers will be the prayers that protect you. Please do not give up on God because he will never give up on you. 
Stay standing, stay grounded because the Lord loves you and he has promised he will never leave you, leave you nor forsake you. He will stand by your side. Pray and pray and pray about anything and about everything because in prayer we have the victory. We have the victory. Hallelujah. So today I want you to remember Every time you're going through any situation, every time you are crying and you feel you are alone, don't worry. God has not left you. Some of us today are living on the prayers of our fathers and mothers that they prayed long time ago. Maybe God has not remembered you today. That's what the, the situation says. But do not boast. Do not let the devil uh, get you to that place of anxiety and uh, depression and uh, thinking that this God is not, uh, not the kind that I want. He is the God who does not forget his children. He will not forsake you. Keep praying. Keep praying in the name of Jesus. Today I want to lift you before the Lord because I know sometimes you are weak and in the prayer of supplication we lift each other in prayer. So I want you to stand up on your feet, touch wherever you want, maybe lift up your hand and then we pray because God is able to answer. Father, we thank you because you are a God who answers prayer. You are the God who loves us. You died for our sins. You took away our shame and our guilt. You accepted us as your children. So today I want to pray for your people that you deliver them from anxiety, from depression, from anything that devil is whispering in their minds right now. I pray that you help them to be standing in your presence every day, to have the peace of mind that transcends all human understanding. I pray, Holy Spirit, that their future will be hidden in you because you are the source of life. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a privilege we bear. We are carrying everything to you, Lord. Let your name be glorified forever and ever. Amen and amen. May God bless you. May God keep you.